Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Thursday, February 18th, 2021. President Biden introduced his immigration overhaul, but the legislation faces an uphill battle in Congress. Can he make good on his promise to reform the nation's immigration system? We'll discuss that. Plus, despite Mitch McConnell's best efforts, it appears the Republican Party grows even closer to Donald Trump. And finally, as Texans continue freezing without power, Ted Cruz flies to Cancun. Today, the White House announced a sweeping immigration overhaul bill. It's hoping to modernize the United States immigration system. Here's what's inside the bill, titled the U.S. Citizenship Act of 2021. It's an eight-year path to citizenship for millions of undocumented immigrants currently in the United States. There's a terminology change in the bill, removing the word alien and replacing it with the term non-citizen. It clears the backlogs, so exempting certain categories of immigrants from counting towards the annual caps. Changing the legal immigration system, providing funding for more immigration judges, plus an emphasis on access to counsel. And there's a big investment of dollars in the U.S.-Mexico border, as well as in Central America. However, history tells us this is a vexing political problem to deal with comprehensively the way Biden's proposing. In fact, he's already expressed a willingness to do things in piecemeal fashion and break it up a little bit instead of one big comprehensive bill. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi was asked about that today. I salute the president for putting forth the legislation that he did. There are others who want to do piecemeal, and that may be a good approach, too. That's up to the Congress to decide. Remember, the last time we saw a president take a real stab at this was Barack Obama back in 2013. That gang of eight bill in the United States Senate passed, but when it got to the Republican-controlled House, it died right there. Joe Biden is trying to seize this moment with Democrats in control of the House, the Senate, and the White House to see if he can actually get this across the finish line. Now, here's what else matters today. That ongoing civil war inside the Republican Party with Donald Trump on one side and Mitch McConnell on the other is only getting more intense. Take a listen to what Ron Johnson, the incumbent Republican senator from Wisconsin, had to say about Mitch McConnell in The New York Times. Now, remember, Johnson's from a battleground state. He is in cycle. He hasn't yet made clear if he's going to run for reelection or not. But he said that, quote, the vast majority of Republican senators do not feel that they're being reflected in those McConnell comments. The Times reported Johnson suggests that McConnell's in danger of becoming a pariah in his own party here if he doesn't heal this divide that exists right now. Then there's Ivanka Trump, who made it clear to Senator Marco Rubio she does not intend to run for the United States Senate, to seek to challenge him in a primary. In fact, she offered her support to Rubio in their conversation, according to aides. Ivanka Trump was seen as a possible contender for that Republican nomination in that Florida Senate seat. Now her home turf, her father's home turf, but you're not going to see an actual Trump on the ballot in the Sunshine State, unlike perhaps we'll see in North Carolina, where her sister-in-law, Laura Trump, is indeed potentially exploring a run to replace Richard Burr. So it's not only Trump-aligned candidates who are going to be a force to be reckoned with in Mitch McConnell's pursuit to get the right nominees for his party so that he can win back the majority. He may be dealing with, well, at least one Trump on a ballot as well. 
And just take a look at what's happening in Ohio. Jane Timken, the Republican Party chair there, announced her candidacy for the Senate seat in Ohio, the one that's being vacated by Rob Portman. Josh Mandel, another Republican who entered that race last week, have now both made clear, Timken and Mandel, that they are going to battle out for who can demonstrate to Republican voters that they are closer to Trump, more aligned with Trump. In fact, on Timken's first day of her campaign today, Mandel and Timken are going back and forth over photos of who was seen with John Kasich as if that is blasphemy inside Republican Party politics in Ohio. And finally, Politico is reporting that Nikki Haley, a potential contender for the presidency in 2024, is doing some cleanup from that unbelievable profile in Politico a few weeks ago where she had a heap load of criticism for Donald Trump in the aftermath of January 6th, but was actually quite praiseworthy of him prior to that. This is the balance you're seeing Republicans trying to strike. Well, apparently, Nikki Haley, according to Politico, sought a meeting with Donald Trump down at Mar-a-Lago, and the meeting was denied. So Trump's still smarting over Nikki Haley's comments. This whole pilgrimage to Mar-a-Lago to kiss the ring the way Kevin McCarthy and Steve Scalise have done is now going to be an actual sort of rite of passage for Trump-blessed Republicans in this next midterm and presidential campaign cycle. And finally today, amid a winter disaster in his home state, Senator Ted Cruz and his family flew to Cancun, Mexico. This is Politics 101. The optics of this could not be worse for Ted Cruz. His constituents are freezing without power, and he is heading off to vacation in Cancun. Now, Ted Cruz issued this mind-boggling statement where it appears he's putting the blame on his daughters as to why he left the state. Quote, With school canceled for the week, our girls asked to take a trip with friends. Wanting to be a good dad, I flew down with them last night and I'm flying back this afternoon. My staff and I are in constant communication with state and local leaders to get to the bottom of what happened in Texas. First of all, his wife, Heidi Cruz, was apparently also on this trip. I'm not sure why one parent couldn't handle getting his daughters down to Cancun for vacation. Let's also remember, we're in the middle of a pandemic, and CDC guidelines are urging folks not to travel. So here is a United States senator whose state is in crisis with this energy problem that they're experiencing during freezing temperatures and in the midst of a pandemic and went to Cancun with his family and is basically blaming his girls for the reason he left the state. I have a feeling this isn't going to be the last we hear from Ted Cruz on this issue. He's going to have a lot more cleanup to do. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. Please take a moment and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.